What did you do to that goblin? It's just physical touch, love language. <laughs> just. But he's dead. Mm. He's a little man. <laughs> Can't handle a lot of love. <laughs> You take oh, 46. Oh. Whoa. What do I take? What? Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. I'm doing was, this again. Oh. Right in the middle of combat. Right in the middle oh. of combat. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I was just uh, I was just rolling damage on your wife. Your what? Yeah, yeah she just took 46 damage. What do, you, what do you mean? She took 40? Yeah, yeah. I was playing D&D with you, your wife, your kid. It was great. It's great, actually. We're fighting a dragon. It's but my really wife, epic my, moment. Uh, I can't believe my wife doesn't doesn't want to play D and D. I just remember I had to stop playing D and D. No, no, she she loves it. She loves it. I don't know what you're talking about. Is this is this a thing you're doing right now? Are you are you tr- trying to be funny? I'm not the darkest timeline. I'm not the darkest timeline. Oh. Tell me, I'm not the darkest timeline. Uh, well, maybe maybe you should just read the, the script and we. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to think about it anymore. Not the darkest timeline. Attention, read out loud exactly what is written on this note, or be destroyed and replaced. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, the show where we talk about D and D or else. Hello, I'm Sean number thirty eight, and uh, let's see which one I, I'm Byron number thirty four. This week, these two beggarly, dizzy-eyed plebeians, nice, will be talking about themselves and why they love D&D so much. Oh, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Really? guys welcome <laughs> uh we're, we're gonna talk about why we love D. yes uh i feel like we could talk about this forever because i i actually really love D. agreed agreed and that's why i, I was I'm, so sad when i couldn't play D because <laughs> yes because my wife didn't want to play D&D. yes no this is this is Obviously, we've we've already talked about this before a few times as to, you know, it's the best pastime or it's one yeah. of the best pastimes oh, yeah. or what about one of the best ways you can spend your time and your efforts. But really, maybe this is a good chance for us to break into the fact that, you know, you're new to us. We're new to this. OK. And and talk about, you know, maybe why we love it so much. And if you're new into this hobby, maybe the aspects that we can share about why it's such a good pastime. Right, or maybe you're thinking about playing D&D, right, but you're, you're not defense. sure. Uh, maybe this will push you over the edge and uh, let you just take the take the dive and, and start playing because it's, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. yes. And hopefully there's no fall damage in your league. <laughs> so but why don't you take a you take the, the first stab at it? Why? What, what is it about D&D that you love so much? Well, you know, it's D&D has always really been a place where you can go and just discover new things. Like the color that the like and subscribe button changes to <laughs> where it might be something different. I don't know. YouTube might be doing something different these days yeah. and whatnot with a different color. But please 
yes, start off your journey with us today. Like and subscribe. We love this so much that we just want to keep sharing with you more mm-hmm. and more of that and more and more of this. So please, we uh, we urge you to join us. Most people coming into this for the first time are not going to be subscribed to us. And it'll just really help us bring more people together to share some of our favorite hobbies and yeah. pastimes. Yeah. Right. And, and make this inclusive group a little bit bigger every day, just a little bit bigger. And bring more people into the fold. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So it really, it really does dig into an expression of creativity that I think is unbound. It applies to the most black and white individual who likes the hard crunch of like rules and legality and math mm-hmm. and like <laughs> doing, doing specific styles of world building to that, to that effect, right? right. What they like, right. they want to know what the exchange rate is for your fantasy mackerel and a pound of iron ore. Like what's right. the exchange rate between them? They want to build that economy. They want to figure out what's going on. Right. Or you can just have none of that. Right. And you can be as creative and artsy fartsy or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Like I, really, really as, as any kind of genre, any mm-hmm. kind of theme, any kind of tone. Right. You can mix and match to create your own unique world and your own unique blend. Right. That perfectly suits what you're looking for. And right. What, and what whatever you want to explore. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we see certain aspects of actual plays or stories mm-hmm. where we take a juxtaposition of, you know, that old story and we modernize it. Right. Right. You know, like Enchanted was a beautiful version of this where we took a movie. The movie, okay. yeah, where we took the old kind of fairy tale Disney classic era, right, and then moved it forward in a musical term to right. like into yeah. nowadays yeah. world, and really juxtaposing the real world and the not gonna lie, world. I really like that movie. It's super good, and there's yeah. a sequel coming out. So you know we're not sponsored by it, but go check out the movie. <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't. I've seen the. Anyways, I digress. Yes, I digress. I'm probably gonna watch it. But. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But no, it 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 allows us to really have fun and explore certain ideas Mm -hmm. and challenge maybe how they've evolved or how they've changed as, as we go, because ultimately I think the types of stories have all been discovered. Right. That's what, that's what they say. I don't, I don't know. And, and you know, there's, there's fair input. I don't think we should get into that too much, No, but I think there's fair input to say like, let's say, all the types of stories have been found, mm-hmm. but we can create their poignancy or we can create the enjoyment yeah. of going through it by playing with the tones and playing with what we're doing, right? Have a fantasy tale in grimdark. Right. Right. What's well, the same themes explored in a different manner. Absolutely. Thing, right? And then yeah. what does that highlight? How does that change the experience? Right. And because I think you can get a lot out of it when you start changing the perspective of how you're viewing right. the, the theme that you're trying to explore, the question that you're trying yep. to explore, when you start playing with the environment that it's settled in, mm-hmm. it, it's going to definitely, mm-hmm. like stained glass, it's going to tint the, the light that comes through right. it. Right. Yeah. So what is it about that um, unbound creative, that creativity that you love so much? Like, why is it? Why do you find it so compelling? Well, I really feel that because we can do anything Mm -hmm. in a way, 
it's going to cater itself to anyone who wants to try it. Right. Right. And this is, this is why one of the things that we talk about so, and, and give so much weight and importance to in session zero is finding the right stories, finding the right tables for you. Right. Is because you want to find something that can match what you're looking for. And there will be a table out there that does that. Yeah. Right. Guaranteed. And if there, if there isn't, you can make your own. You can make your own. Absolutely. Right. When you're, when you're ready to, but the, the idea that there, there can be a table that Mm -hmm. will accommodate any person, any personality type Mm -hmm. through exploration of the three pillars, then we can go forward. Yeah. And we can really push into these. So. Really, like I'm saying, nothing, no new ideas exist mm-hmm. out there. Argument, there's an argument for it, but there's no new kind of stories out there, but we can really get into how we want to dig into it, from what angle we want to dig into right. it, right? And what, what happens when you, you wake the sleeping princess who's got mm-hmm. that sleeping death curse on her and she turns into a murder hobo. Right, like she she wants unbridled, stop killing everything. Unbridled vengeance against the right. the the fey kind that cursed her with it, right? Yeah. And so you can you can take these old fun tropes, put new twists yeah. on them, right? And, and see see where you go, and see what mm-hmm. happens to really really heartwarming or or stories that we know in our core, yeah. And and see where they go. It's interesting. You're right. In a lot of ways, I think the stories in general uh, and, and the ability to explore them in D&D, um, it mimics sort of real life things that are important to all uh, people. Uh, for example, you say all, like there's only a certain amount of stories, right? Like, they, like the hero's journey is, mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same sort of high level format. Uh, but every time you tell that story, y- you love it. Like, and all cultures have that story. It's different in the details, in the formats different. Like, one is, um, like, like, like Harry Potter, Hero's Journey, right? But that's, that's, we love it. But then we have another Hero's Journey somewhere else um, that's completely different. Like, say, the journey of, uh, say, Thor, mm-hmm. right, in, in, the, in, the, in the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Right, that journey it, again, hero's journey, but it's it feels completely different. But it's actually the same story. Well, you right? have the same story beats. You have the same yeah. story progression. Right, you have the same yeah. kind of formula where hero meets antagonist or mm-hmm. protagonist meets antagonist. Yeah, and then there's a battle between them, where the hero finds himself worse than, greater than, yeah. whatever it's going to be. But then there's an exchange between those two. Mm-hmm. It's the exchange that drives that. It's the same story beat. Yeah. But you can tell it in, in a unique way, right? In your, well, and, in your and that's the thing, right? Because I think in everyone's life, we can all relate to the hero's journey because that's us. Mm-hmm. Everyone's journey is different, but we all have a hero's journey, right? And I think that's why we, it's so compelling. Um, and that's why it's so awesome um, that you can explore that story in D&D in as many ways as you want to, mm-hmm. right? And, and someone else can be doing this, exploring the hero's journey too, in a completely different way at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just sort of doubles and triples and quadruples uh, the pleasure uh, well, from and, experiencing and, those stories. And doing that in that mathematical mm-hmm. analytical way, doing that in that heavy leaning RP creative mm-hmm. mental space, right? Both players can be sitting at the same table and deriving yeah. a huge amount of pleasure from their time spent. Yeah. 
even though they're completely different in their wants and needs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so that's, I think that's a good place to start, mm-hmm. right? In, in the idea of, of why anyone could play this, why anyone could right. love this, yeah. right? Given enough time. Because right, everyone, all humans, love a good story. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, no, yeah. What I love about D&D, I think first and foremost, is um, it's this perfect meld of like narrative um, meaning in a story and sort of that freedom of interactivity. Um, I like to play a lot of games and video games. Uh, for sure, and the the, the problem is um, in in most media um, that th- there's this. Um, I think because of the technology mm-hmm. uh, that we have, there is this sort of uh, opposition between the narrative and interactive aspect of game. Um, the more and, and 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 the opposition is the more narrative you have in there, like the more meaningful narrative you have, the less interactivity you can give the player interesting okay right because uh, and you can see that in in sort of open world games where people just wander off and do whatever mm-hmm. whereas they would that would never happen in um, say a, a book the, the pure narrative uh, media right medium right um, on the other hand the more interactivity you give someone the less narratives meaningful narratives you can you can place on them because the more they can do, unless they sort of figure out their own narrative, because mm-hmm. um, the more narrative you force on them, then that means there's less uh, like agency. Oh, okay, yeah, agency to do what you want, right? So usually there's a, some kind of balance mm-hmm. uh, in them. Um, now, as technology is sort of uh, progressing, it, it's that that gap is sort of being solved with like AI and other kind of systems, sure. like director type sure. systems. Yes, but that just mimics D and D. So then, right. so then with, with that explanation, going back to the top of your thought, yeah. what is it about D&D as we play right. it now that makes yeah. it perfect? Well, the fact is, in D&D, the thing that you don't have in, say, a video game or in movies or books is that you have uh, the narrative that is controlled and provided by uh, your DM. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can do whatever you want as the player, as the person consuming that story mm-hmm. um, you're a participant so you can do anything you want right and the DM can perfectly sort of react to what you are doing so you have that freedom but the DM can also add that narrative and react the narrative and change the narrative to suit to sort of react to what you're doing right Right. Um, and that's like real life there's no one f- well, unless you you know believe in like predestination or something like that predetermination um, or destiny, but if you, you just go and you just do what you do, you have your freedom to do whatever you want in life, um, and your narrative just comes out, right? Mm, right. Um, right. But more so, I think uh, in life it's hard to find the meaning, right? For normal people, um, because you have that freedom. But in D and D, you've you've got that sort of narrative, um, sort of um, what do you call the 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 someone who's helping you put in that sort of meaningful narrative in the overarching campaign, in the story, in the adventures. And within there, you can do whatever you want, which is great. And I think that's why it's perfect. Right. Perfect. There's there's a kind of a shared social contract 
then between the the DM and the players mm-hmm. that there is a story, yeah, right, and that there yes. there is perhaps more meaning to what your decisions are are, are being allowed to mm-hmm. accomplish a goal, or maybe you're working against yourself, but you you know that you're obviously working towards something, yes. and that that goal is probably a, a lot easier to clearly define. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in like in real life. We can be like, oh, I'm just going to be lazy this Sunday and just sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Um, and then nothing happens. It's not, it's not meaningful. You're like, oh, I just sort of wasted a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in D&D, my character's like, oh, you're just going to stay at the inn all day. Um, but the DM's going to be like, oh, the mayor charges in and says, hey, we were supposed to, uh, you were supposed to find these bandits and you didn't. Uh, right. And now, now they're bandits like the town and I'm going to punish you. Yes. Right. So it forces that sort of um, action upon your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in that way, the narrative progresses and there's no, you know, you know what I mean? There's no just, yeah. And, oh, well, oh, and the oh, DM, right? the DM has the ability to not require pre-programming of a select choice yeah. that you can make. Right. Correct. Yeah. Well, well, exactly. In words in video games, it'd be like, what do you say? Like option A, B or C. Right. 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 Um, or like, Oh, I, w- I want to explore down that left alley. Oh, there's an invisible wall there. Yeah, my favorite. Okay, right, <laughs> right, and, and and no. So as long as as long as you see it, you can interact with. It, yeah, right. And like you said, modern media is starting to get to that point where mm-hmm. the the worlds are becoming more expansive. Yeah, right, and more detailed. But ultimately, you can't do whatever you want in these in these games. But yeah, you absolutely can in D anD. d And that yeah. that includes kind of. When we say anything, we mean anything, anything, anything. Right? like anything that you want to do. You want to explore what it's like to become a combative chef. Yeah, you can do it. Right. You want to know what it's like to become the senchal of a province. You can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Right. And, and so the, the uh, exploration, once again, of what the system allows you to entangle your character's story with Mm -hmm. is endless is like bigger than you can bigger than you can assume. Yes. Yes. But yeah, no. And it's, it's because of that, that I think like we, we spoke about before that it really rolls into the idea that it's accessible for everyone, right? No matter what background you're coming from, Mm -hmm. what story you're trying to tell, what you want to explore, which parts of it you want to explore these become very compelling ways of finding truth. Yep. Right. Outside of the story. Yeah. Right. Because this, this is what we did. We, we had that oral tradition. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is just a continuation of that. Yeah. And there's a reason why we've been telling humans have been telling stories since the beginning, like the beginnings, beginnings, beginnings of, of humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, I don't know, maybe we've evolved um, to really uh, care about stories. And what happens in stories um, in this idea that you can learn and become better by uh, hearing stories. Mm-hmm. But in the case of D&D, by participating in a story, like what better way of learning than just, like, instead of just listening, but actually doing. Well, right? most, most famous, you know, I think of off, well, not most famous, but definitely a famous author out there of our past was Aesop. And all of his fables, mm-hmm. right? And these these fables are just nicely packed lessons. Yep. That we can 
we can give an example, an experience, right? Yeah. And, and an emotional connection to a set of rules that will ultimately benefit us. Yeah. Right. And yeah. learning from the character's plights and the character's expressions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you're, you're correct when you say it's, it's an exceptional way of pairing the, the idea of these narratives, of yeah. these lessons, mm-hmm. right. Of the, the core of the story mm-hmm. being shared in, in a way that allows a person to engage with it as much or as little as they want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, the, the individual who's the wallflower, who's very yeah. shy yeah. right, and doesn't, doesn't really like doing voices or doesn't really like, you know, participating in, mm-hmm. in that way and just likes to be there and play. And I say what my character does. I don't act out what my character does. Right. They glean the same or have the chance to yeah. glean the same quality of information from the story yes. as the people who are all the way, yeah. right. the opposite yeah. of the, the yeah. wallflower. Right. Absolutely. So that's, it's really nice. Mm-hmm that you can do that yeah and there's not a lot of other mediums that you can do it like that or as well mm-hmm. as in D. so I, I think it's just awesome well the system is designed to be accommodating yep right yeah, yeah absolutely. and 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 you know the the way that the rules are applied are equally considered to be or attempt to be accommodating so that anyone can play yep right yeah and and this this idea that we kind of have, have touched on now of just this world being an extension of, of kind of what humans do mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. right? Really sinks its teeth into humanity, I think. Yeah. Is, this, is, this is why I think there's been this natural progression into games like this. Yeah. Because we've done this, we've done this play before without mm-hmm. rules, mm-hmm. and now we're doing it with some rules. Yeah. But it's just codifying kind of an equal playing field. But once that's done, everybody go out there and have fun. Right. Right. You mean like we've done it before as kids? As as kids, I mean as adults, even, you know, right. telling our fish stories. Right. Right. It was <laughs> as big. And I yeah. fought, I fought that yeah. for six hours yeah. and Oh, so you passed a couple of constitution checks, did you? Right? Like or LARPing. Uh, or LARPing, right? So lightning it, bolt. Lightning bolt. <laughs> lightning bolt. Famously. Awesome. Um, and and but there, there's <laughs> there's a truth there that mm-hmm. you can see that the core of the kind of DD system, yeah, right, can be taken out piecemeal and applied into a lot of different medias and a lot of mm-hmm. different expressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from that. You know, rules light, rules heavy, yeah. no rules at all. You can, you can find these expressions and these ways of communicating throughout a lot of human life. Yes. Yep. Yep. Right? Even the idea of creating a familial pod, mm. right? Like the, the early days of finding a tribe, right? Yeah. And, and getting collected yeah. together and then knowing and learning what the person is like beside you, mm-hmm. right? Finding those struggles, right? right? The struggles of those times. Yeah. Finding those struggles, overcoming them together, yeah. right? Created a bond yeah, between abs- those absolutely. individuals, yeah. right? And, and I think when we start looking at D&D, it really does. I, I don't think anyone can come out of a successful campaign right. or, or adventure or whatever and not like the people next to them more than when they first sat down. 
Right. Yeah. If you can, if you get through the whole thing together. Well, if it's if it's a if it's a a <laughs> we said it before. If it's a neutral or positive experience, I think you're going to like the person next yeah. to you more. Yeah. If it's a negative experience, then we can talk about a negative experience. Right. Right. But that's that's part of discovering what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. gonna it's gonna teach you. Right. You're gonna derive lessons from what's happened at the table yeah. and what's happening, you know, around the table and whatnot that are gonna further inform you as you keep going. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's famously, you know, our, our, our theme today is, is why would you love being? Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways, uh, forgive going down perhaps, you know, this, this idea of thought, whether you buy into this or not, um, there was an author by the name of Gary Chapman that wrote the five love languages. Oh, name dropping. Name dropping. Well, he, he wrote it. He was the first one to kind right. of pioneer this like almost 30 years ago. Okay. Right. And so when we're talking about expressions of love. Yeah. Right. The five languages, and and I'm going to try and get these correct. Okay. Acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. (laughs) Okay. So when we we break down those, I mean, quickly, I don't want to go into all of them really, Mm -hmm. but when we we go into it, words of affirmation, right? My character and your character get to like each other. Like, good job uh, stealing the gold from those goblins, right? Right. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, okay. That's from me to you. That's an an appreciation. Even though it's your character to my character, it still kind of transfers over. Yes. Right? Because you you get to experience, whether you're experiencing it through the filter of your character or Mm -hmm. you're experiencing through you into the character, you are receiving that that act of of admiration. Because I think no matter how you role play, how deep you get in, it doesn't matter. That character is you. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it's you. It's a part of you. Or it's it's in you, and that's why you can bring it out. Yes. Right? So when they get complimented, when things happen to them, it really in some ways it's happening to you. Transitive too. properties, yeah. you know, it moves yeah. on to you. Absolutely yeah. it does. Which is so interesting. It's well, yes. And and ultimately what we're doing in when we talk about stories is we're exploring psychology. Right. Right. And so that's that's why when we express these five languages, mm-hmm. right, that you you are going to create those bonds, right? right. And you, you are going to loop it back into creating the bond of experience between people, mm-hmm. right? Acts of service, the, the, the bard heals you, right? right? You can right. You just be like, oh, because that's your job. But no, I, I, I could have healed the fighter, right? But I healed you instead. Yeah. Right. Or, or my character went out to the market and they just spent a few of their precious, precious copper because we're starting out with level right. one and we're super poor, right? And they, they bought a trinket or they bought an extra snack for another character mm-hmm. or whatnot, mm-hmm. right? That, that act of service, that gift in this case, yeah. right? Giving it a cross. Coincidentally, the next one, uh, quality time. <laughs> Not only are you spending time together as yes. characters, yeah. but you're spending time together as a group of people. Yep. Em- embodying those characters. Yeah, it's so funny. Right? And so all the levels. It's, all it's, the- it's, there, there is levels to this one, right? Yeah. Because the quality time that you're spending is time that generally everyone is enjoying. Yep. Right? So you're generally in a better mood, and mm-hmm. that mood is kind of reflected back onto you like an echo. Yep. I express happiness. You see my happiness. You become happier. Yep. You express happiness. I now get to benefit from seeing you being happy right. while I'm happy. So we, we, we ride each other's emotions. Because you're happy. Yeah. Right, because you're happy. <laughs> right. And yeah. then as, as we're kind of getting more meta and more psychological with this, uh, physical touch, I think is an interesting one. 
In D&D. In D&D. Okay. And and I would argue when when I think back yeah to stories that we've told or games that we've played. Yep. I don't remember me playing the game. I remember what happened in the yeah, game. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 for the, sure. The memory yeah. of the story overrides the memory of me playing the story. Yeah. And so the story becomes my memory. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm here trying to remember all the campaigns and the adventures and all the cool things that happened. Yeah. I don't remember rolling the, the crit. No. I remember what happened because of the crit. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. That's cool. So that's really cool. In a way, your brain can go in and trick yourself mm-hmm. to experiencing the memory as your memory, as opposed to a a false or created mm-hmm. memory. Right. 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 When you get into the theater of the mind and you surrender to that idea, right, it then starts to override the you've you've rolled a thousand dice, a million dice in your time. Right. But this dice roll, this dice roll was special. Mm-hmm. We're going to remember, like you said, yeah. why it was special because of the effect that it had. That's so interesting because now that I think about it, uh, even like when you go watch a movie, yes. you don't remember watching the movie. No, you remember the, 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 the movie supersedes or when you, Yeah, or when you yes. read a book, you don't remember reading a book. No. You remember what happens in the book. Yes. And it's the same with, oh, it's same with the Indian. And, and this, is why, awesome. this is why there's a lot of times when a book comes out before a movie. People yeah. will be disappointed in the casting or the way that yeah. they look because they've got this picture of how that person looks in their mind. Yeah. And as they go through the the, the adventure in their mind through the book version, mm-hmm. it's hard to copy and paste that to the video because the video is giving you things yeah. that you have already cemented into your memory. So there's a right. conflict there. Right. Yeah. But no, I, I believe that the the five acts of, or sorry, the five love languages, mm-hmm. right, really do through transitive property yeah. work in D&D. And mm-hmm. I think that they're riding below the surface. You don't understand that you're doing them necessarily. Yeah. You don't know that you're doing them. But if you pause for a moment to analyze what's going on, right. yep. most of them are there in every session. And you will probably be guilty of committing these in every campaign or every adventure. What did you do to that goblin? It's just physical touch love language. <laughs> just... But he's dead. Mm. He's a little man. Can't handle a lot of love. <laughs> I, I, I sure, yeah. But I mean, you know, more seriously about it. Yeah, it, it is. It is there, and it's it's an extension of the way that we communicate. Yeah, and in an interesting way, it's superseding the way that we communicate from our thought, mm-hmm. no longer restricted by our own actions. Because yeah. now we can make somebody do something that we may not do. Yeah. Even yeah. though we still are doing it, like you spoke about, right? Yeah. You can only create what you know. Yeah. Right? Or from what you know. Mm-hmm. So those characters are entirely you. Yeah. Right? It's or true. An exploration yeah. of your, yeah. your facets. Yeah. Well, the entirety of the character is you. Yes. You're not the entirety of the character. Correct. But still, right? Correct. Everything that you put in there is you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I think I think that's that's in there, and those those things build towards loving the pastime as opposed to just playing the pastime. Right, and well, it sounds like then you also build towards loving the other people at your table too. You definitely right? build a camaraderie. Yeah, I, right. I know in our current table, and I've said this before, so this is this is no spoilers. I doubt that the my my main group right now. Mm-hmm. I doubt that we would be friends 
if not for D&D. D&D is the right. thing that brought us together. Yeah. And D&D was the sticky sweet stuff in the middle of mm-hmm. keeping our little yep. friendship sandwich yep. together. Yep. Right. And that's, that's now blossomed into additional personal friendships. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and different games played or different times spent. Mm-hmm. But the, the people that we play with are fantastic. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, unfortunately, I believe that I never would have given the time at the beginning to develop these relationships. Right. Right. right? This D and D has become the medium for, you know, for discovering that. Yeah. 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 Well, you, cause you discover who someone is by seeing how they play in D and D as well, because the character is them. Yes. Right? And it's in a lot of ways, the truth, an it, aspect of the true person. It really is. It really is. Right? How do you, how do you view yourself with humility? With mm-hmm. um, uh, over over logical kind of yeah. analysis, or how you would be if you were arrogant. Yes, right. Yeah, stuff like that. How you'd be if you laughed everything off. Right. right. How you'd be if you were always a procrastinator. How you would be if you were right. always proactive. Right. We can mm-hmm. we can play different versions of yourself of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. And no, and that and that yeah, we talk about that transitive aspect mm-hmm. of it uh, is great. Um, but something else that has a great transitive aspect is um, when our viewers like and subscribe to our video. Yes, I feel yes. like they're liking and subscribing to me. <laughs> that, that transitive aspect of the like and subscribe button. All to you. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so please do that. Uh, like and subscribe um, to uh, Byron or me. Um, I, I don't mind if you just stop to subscribe to him and just like him. I get it anyway. It's it's just, it's a whole circle of transi- transition, Ooh. transitive, transitive likes and subscribes here. I like it. <laughs> a little whirlpool of love. Yeah. Just <laughs> funnel it in. But moving on. Okay. Um, I think something else that's great about D and D is that it's um, we talk about ROI in, in past other, other episodes, but uh, what it means is return on investment. Yes. Right. Um, so. And, and D&D has a particularly high return on, on investment for a, for a pastime. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, yes. Um, so in like, a lot of different ways. For, yeah. For example, like, I, my investment in a movie mm-hmm. is, like, I don't know, like 20 bucks. 20 bucks for two hours. Sense, for maybe two hours. Yeah, right? not, not quite two hours, Popcorn, right? candy. So, right? So that's like 20 bucks an hour, right? Whereas D&D, I buy the books. One person buys a set of books. Mm-hmm. Once, mm-hmm. right, and an innumerable number of people can play together. Yes, off of that one initial investment, and you can have as many hours of enjoyment and using the D and D system as you want out of it for that one investment. So it it just pays for itself and pays for itself and pays for itself. So many times, and the more you play with it, the cheaper that initial investment becomes. That that dollar per hour. Well, and even even transferring into the digital age, right? There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, you okay. know, the, the biggest kind of BPT company ish. Mm-hmm. Now we'll get into it later, but you know, Watsy with with D and D Beyond, one person can buy the books digitally and now yep. share that with their table, and their table can exist literally anywhere with the internet. Yeah. Right. right, that that world encompassing grab bag of sharing knowledge. So it's yep. it's not just sliding the PHP over to your friend when they want to go check out something in the next chapter. Yeah. Now we're talking about sharing this this knowledge and pastime 
around the world. Right. I mean, and it's not only the the access to say the the materials you get. Mm-hmm. You get access to this giant pool of D and D enthusiasts and players. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but when I meet someone and I find out they like D and D too, automatically it's like yes, I will. Like it, yeah, exactly. Levels up. Right. I'm like yes, yes I like you just a little bit more and I'm that much more willing to help you do whatever but like if you're like oh I, I don't have trouble making friends just start playing D&D you guaranteed you'll you'll just develop as many friends as you want I mean speaking through of, playing it right as a, as a fun little tangent and kind of maybe a challenge mm-hmm. to people who want to put in our comments I've played D&D for a long time yep. but I don't know that there's like a universal signal or like hand gesture or oh. like whatever that says like yeah. I play D and D, yeah, right. So you can't necessarily like go out in public and just be you know like anybody walks around like this plays D and D. He's like D and D player, yeah. me too, right? Yeah, you're number one. I'm number one. You know. So get in the comment <laughs> if there is anything like, or if we yeah, should, yeah, if we yeah. should start creating something like this because what a great icebreaker and what a great way of bringing two people or like a symbol you know. that you can like wear on a pin, like a or pin, something. a pin or a button. That'd yes. be oh, that'd be awesome. Actually. Yes. Like, Right? You know, just the, one of us. The tenant one is, of us. Is, is confirmed. Yeah. Um, yes. No, absolutely. But I apologize for interrupting. I just thought that that would be great. If there no, was a way of recognizing if there, if there fellow is none, enthusiasts. We should, we should make one. Right? Start it up. I think it'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The or else pin coming to us. Yeah. Or, or else. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you can, so you have one set of, of your, your, uh, source books or whatever mm-hmm. right your rule books and then you can again you can explore as much as you want you can achieve anything you want mm-hmm. um, as and in, in as many ways as you want and it's all safe yes like as like unlike say um uh, other activities that might be more dangerous like you know, sports or, or whatever right like you can do so much um for so little mm-hmm. right and like you make mistakes, that's that's fine. There are no really mistakes, right? Yeah, like we talked about before. Once again, you can you can limit the scope of your risk mitigation, mm-hmm. right? So you want to play from the safety of your own home, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah. You want to go out to your local gaming store where yep. there's other people around there to support you, you can do that. Well, you want to cosplay right? and do it live in a forest somewhere or like yeah. in a cafe somewhere, you can do that. You want to answer a Craigslist back page ad for D and D at some warehouse? Oh, well, mm-hmm. You can do that. It it might be awesome. <laughs> Could very well be. go with a friend or, or something, right? Like, <laughs> right. Do, do, do it correctly. But when we're talking about the return on investment here, right, you can experience all levels of play, mm-hmm. right? You can experience all manner of things, once again, yeah. for a relatively small input. Well, and the thing is, all you need really is two books, the DMG, Player's Handbook, and you don't need anything else well there there is also the perfectly free starter an essential yep. set oh yeah, yeah right yeah. That, that's that's online yeah. and that gives you literally everything that you need to play everything yep. that you need to play right so yep. you, you don't get all the extra subclasses and all the extra rules and whatnot but you don't need those you can discover no. those you can look them up online afterwards well, the, the best parts of DD, in my opinion isn't in those books there, yes there's absolutely they add to the fun yep. and, I, and i love the, the extra books uh, but you don't like all that, all the, all that narrative versus interactivity, all the exploration, all that sort of 
like the 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 social aspect that we've been talking, all that stuff mm-hmm. you can do with the free with the free mm-hmm. starter kit, absolutely, mm-hmm. right? So even I guess if you talk about that mm-hmm. way, it's infinite returns on your investment because you invest nothing. You can invest nothing and come away with everything. Yeah, right. And then conversely, you know, I know that full packages and whatnot mm-hmm. on on D and D Beyond, or if you're to go to your local game store or Amazon or whatever to order these products, you know, your initial investment could be very high or feel like it's high, right? Yeah. It's easily over a thousand dollars for all the books, <laughs> yeah, right? For all the books and whatnot, easily mm-hmm. over a thousand, but you can pair that back, yep. right? So you can say, okay, which books do I, oh, I only need these two books. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. You're still looking at like a hundred, $120 mm-hmm. for them. But maybe if you and a friend are getting into it, yeah. then you can share those books. Yeah. Now you're dividing it in half. Yeah. If you are, have been voted to become the DM of your friend group, because you've got five or six people that want to play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, now everybody throws in a 20, right? And then yeah. you've got those books and everybody can yeah. start playing. And then as you love it, you can yeah. invest together. Right. Or if it's no if a thousand bucks is no problem, boom, bomb it out. And then you've, you've got that information. You're ready to go. Yeah. And if that thousand dollars was little for you, then yeah, it's basically nothing. Once again, mm-hmm. that you can go, like we've said, experience an infinite amount of unique stories. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, coffee these days is like five bucks. Easy. Easy, if not more, if you go to the fancy ones, right? Yes. The, the, the coffee drinks. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what, $5 a day? Three weeks, and you can buy all the books, under bucks? Yeah. Right? That's so, what we're saying, kids. Stop eating those guac sandwiches. Or, or anything, but it's five <laughs> movies. Right? It's five movies. Yeah. Guacamole. <laughs> guac on toast. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, you're you're looking at what the value of your money is. Like yeah. you said, OK, 20 bucks an hour to go watch a movie. Yeah. It's five movies. Yeah. If you go to a movie every Friday, that's your thing. Right. Postpone for a month yeah. and play D&D instead. Then you're not out any cash. And D&D way better than like. Oh, you're gonna get way more better hours. than the best movie I've ever seen. Yes, I think so. And it, it hurts so. me a little bit to say that because yeah. there's some beautiful movies no. out there. And comparing like my top three to it, mm-hmm. my D&D experiences are better yeah. than my best movie Because well, it's you. Because I'm telling the story. Yeah, it's you or I'm a part friends, of that story. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could be like, look at, look at us and we brought the one ring to, the, to, to, to Mount Doom. And like, if that was us in the movie, mm-hmm. I, arguably then maybe like it as much. Mm-hmm. Right, but you can't have that in a movie. You can only have that in D anD D, yeah, or a role playing game. And that's that's because it's a cooperative experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, right, and it's true. You can play D anD D solo. Yes, right. There, there are there are yeah. ways of doing. There absolutely yeah. are ways of doing it. Um, but it's way better in a group, and it's really yeah. designed to be played in a group. Mm-hmm. Right, and I don't know personally. I love co op games. Mm-hmm. I love co op experiences. Somehow, you and I, we we're always competing against each other. Oh, there's just who we are. There's co-op, and then there's co-op extreme edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm better at co-op than you are. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, I I love co-op games um, and co-op experiences. And again, I think it's it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just we evolved to a co-op, be cooperative, or else we would have gotten eaten by all the dinosaurs or tigers. I guess maybe not dinosaurs. Um, but again, fun activities mm-hmm. um, are always better when you mm-hmm. d- when they can be done with other people. 
Yes. Yes. There is there is something about sharing an experience. Mm-hmm. If it's a negative experience, if it's a positive experience, there's something about sharing that experience yeah. that makes it better when it's with others. Yeah, there's that. So it's I don't know what it is, but it's that energy. Yeah. Right? It's like if you go to a uh, concert, there's an energy in that yes. in that concert. Um, that is missing when you just listen to it on your, you know, on your headphones mm-hmm. on the bus. It's still good, but it's somehow just different. It's buzzing, right? Mm-hmm. And just like, say, like it, it's fun to go to a concert together. Mm-hmm. It's another level altogether to be in the band playing together. Yes, right. Because not you're not just experiencing something together. You're actively cooperating and doing and producing something that's just so epic mm-hmm. that you could never have done by yourself. Right? Yeah. And that feeling is so electric. Mm-hmm. It's so electric. And there, there are levels to that, mm-hmm. right? There, there mm-hmm. are levels to just enjoying it. You know, it's your own gar- garage band, right? Yep. Like it's just you guys. Garage. Garage. Uh, Car hold. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, you're doing it for yourself. And yeah. that, that brings a level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for yourself with others. Yeah. Right? So then that brings, that ratchets it up a few notches in experience and in, in enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And then when you shift, um, like we've shifted now to kind of sharing our yeah. experiences and, and bringing them out and mm-hmm. talking about this mm-hmm. stuff, there, there, there adds another wave of enjoyment to it. Yeah. Right? As, as you yeah. get more reactions and more people experiencing mm-hmm. what you're doing. And just... The, the fact that the people that you're sharing it with, that group yep. is becoming bigger, right? And yeah. the bigger the group, the yeah. crazier it gets. Yep. Right? You know, an, an intimate performance, like you said, a band, an intimate performance at a bar with like mm-hmm. 100 people, really cool. Yeah. But it's totally different to like a stadium. Yeah. You've got like 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people. Some of these stadiums are massive. But you've, you've got that many people all invested in doing the same thing together mm-hmm. have now become a group. Well, it's like those like those concerts where the singer like points a microphone to the crowd mm-hmm. and the crowd sings, sings the song. The yes. And it's like, that's so epic. For some reason, it's so compelling. Well, now you're part of the band. Well, you're part of the experience. Like, yes. I'm, I'm doing it yes. too. Right? And, and D&D is, is so good for that. Like aside from D and D, maybe playing uh, uh, like a uh, MMO RPG might come close. Like, no, like raiding together or whatever. But, no, I think like the uh, Super Bowl comes close, right? Like you're you're one of the teams on the field playing for the championship ring or whatever. Yeah, right, like that. right. That's where I think it comes close. But uh, barring being like the best physically, like physical, yes. like specimen of, of humanity, and right. coming together and playing sports. No, this is accessible um, to everyone. Anyone. Yes. Anyone can do this. Like the ROI, right? It's so cheap. Anyone yeah. can do it, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you put into it, the more. Oh, by far. Yep. Right. So I, I love it that it's cooperative at that level. Yes. Right. And there's not a lot of things I think in the world that is so accessible that can give you that same feeling mm-hmm. of just like when someone is about to die and you need to roll that nat twenty to save them. And you're like, I'm never going to roll a nat 20. Like, like mm-hmm. it never. And then it does. Yes. He was like, or maybe you fail and someone's like, no, I'm going to do something. Give you advantage. 
And then you roll it and you're like, ah, like the whole table loses it mm -hmm. when stuff like that happens. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch it happen online and other, like you lose it. Yes. Right? It, it's just so epic. And like, uh, it's so much better than even just like, oh, I'm just gonna play Mario by myself. That's true, right? <laughs> or even I'm gonna role play by myself. I mean, it's fun. But it's mm -hmm. not, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's just not the same. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and when we take all of that, and like you said, for, for this kind of mm -hmm. part of the conversation, with it being the cooperative experience yeah. and a, and a non-competitive environment, right. right? Any competition you want, you have to add into the game. Who did the most damage? Who did yeah. the most healing? Yeah. Who ran the farthest? Mm -hmm. Who, whatever. There's, there's competitive aspects that you can put in the game, but ultimately it's not. Ultimately, this is a genuine cooperative experience that even the creators of the game themselves have said is not designed to be player versus player. Right. Right. We don't right. balance our classes. We don't make the mechanics to be a, a competitive game. You right. have to add that specifically by yourself. Well, even and I think even if you add like, player versus player or some sort of competitive competitive aspect into D&D, in the end, it's still a cooperative thing because you have to cooperate in that PvP because in the end, you're doing it for fun, mm -hmm. right? It's to, to make more fun for everyone at the table. Mm -hmm. uh, so even the competitiveness is cooperative. It's like our relationship, right? In our cooperation, we still compete yeah, because we think it's fun. points involved, yeah, no. The any, any sort of yeah. points involved. Yes. <laughs> like, we're cooperating to heal the raid party. I healed more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's always <laughs> and whatever that is whatever whatever additional fun we derive from that yeah that experience right right it's still the goal was to heal the raid yeah right who did it better well the raid survived and had fun so now this is just like an in a little in game between us yeah. right it doesn't actually affect us other than for you and i to put more in Yep. Well, yeah, right? exactly. We're paying right. more attention. We're we're, yeah. we're hyper aware of everything that's going on, right? Because you're trying to maximize that experience for yourself. Yeah. For whatever reason that is, you're trying to to be so engaged, more engaged than the other to catch those little slips, right? Yeah. But if you have a whole table that's that engaged in what's going on, you're going to have a fantastic experience. You know what though? I I have to confess, oh, that even though it's cooperative Absolutely cooperative, and I like to play cooperatively in D anD. I compete with all the other players mm -hmm. in the in the in the in the table, not by like damage, but like by how compelling RP, like a compelling RP I can do, like how many fun things I can do through RP and in, in the story, and like I, I absolutely c compete. I'm like I, I always want to be create the most fun, more fun than any other person on the table. Right. Right. That's, I don't know. It's, it's just an aspect of me. I guess. Well, and, right. and this is, this leads us all the way back up to yeah. the top when we said this game is for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's your unique character. Maybe yeah. it's not a unique character. Maybe there's Maybe lots of you that, that like to do this, like yeah. to make your games better. Right. But you, you, you approach the table with mm -hmm. this particular paradigm or this particular perspective. Yeah. Right. That generates additional enjoyment for you. Yeah. And and it's it's high octane, pure, unadulterated, family friendly fun. Yeah. Right. Because it's it's just making everyone else's experience a little bit better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And whether they know that you're trying to do that or not, 
<laughs> you you yeah. get the first person generation of that fun mm-hmm. as well as you get third party generation of that fun because then you get to witness them having a better time. Because yeah. now they're they're enjoying the game more. Yeah. Right. So your oh, efforts it. are. It makes are, me feel so good too. There you go. Not only like being like, ha, I did, did like so many things that made so much fun yeah. in today's session, but seeing the the actual enjoyment of from the other players. Yes. Right. Just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Right. And from the from the other side of the table, uh, in this case, and in our most recent stint, right, watching watching this happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in our kind of after session wind downs, you saying like, hey, guys, that story that I told from my character. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I was just RPing in the moment and I wanted to I wanted to create this mystique about my character in yeah. this moment and just play off of what was happening. And so I reacted. I leaned in and then the character just told a story. Yeah, I was along for the ride, too. It just kind yeah. of like, yeah. yeah. Filled, the words just filled my mind and it just came out and I got to experience it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty cool, right? I, I just did it because I think I thought the other players would enjoy it. Yes. Right? And so. generally the answer is yes, they would. Yeah. And yes, they did. Yeah. True, yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that, that really kind of pulls us through in, when we're talking about fun. Yep. Right? I think D&D... Going, going a little conceptual again. I know I'm okay. conceptual with the five languages. I love it. But going a little conceptual again, D&D expresses the three types of fun. Okay. Uh, if, you, you, if you're you not aware, there's, you gotta tell me the there's three types, three types yeah. of fun. And we'll break it down. So fun type one is you're doing something that you think you'll love and you're enjoying it. That's fun type one, right? Okay. So you go to a movie and you think the movie's going to be good and the movie was good. You're excited to go to D&D, you mm-hmm. go to D&D and D&D, good. Yeah. Right. That's fun type one. Right. Fun type two is it is not fun in the moment. But later when you think back on it, you're like, yeah, I was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. That that session that you could not roll above a four. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden you look back on it and you're like, that was a really challenging, fun session because I I had to engage and think and RP and be creative. Mm hmm. And really use my brain and get in there, right? In order to make things happen. Because the dice that day, the the impartial yeah. kind of math clack clack rocks I don't decided know how impartial it actually is. Be, there's you talk, about, you talk about fate and destiny. Yeah. And these these things certainly have a mind of their own. In yeah. when an epic needs to be moment or when a moment needs to be epic and like turned up to to max, yeah, they do that. They yeah. absolutely do that. But, you know, so, so going back to type two fun, that's, oh, I'm, we're climbing the mountain and it's mm-hmm. cold and it's miserable and whatever. But then after you get back down to base camp, you're like, that was, that was amazing. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. more of the, the misery shared moment that you and your climbing partner, yeah. right? You go, oh, do you remember the time that we, yeah. And it generates a story. Yep. Right. That yeah. type two fun generates a story that you can share with people. Right. That becomes really emotionally compelling. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like I think back and I've got a bunch of memories like that. I'm like, yeah. in the moment, it, I was just stressed out and just trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you, man, and I wish I would, could do that again. Yeah. And arguably, it could be some of the best times of your life. Yeah. Even though in the, in the moment, you're like, I'm miserable. Yeah. And this sucks. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which leads us to type three fun, mm-hmm. which is you think you're going to enjoy it, you don't. And later on, you look back on it and you really didn't enjoy it. And those generate a lot of great stories as well. 
Wait a minute. So you think you're going to enjoy it. You're excited. You think you're going to enjoy it. You, you do don't. It. You don't enjoy it. You don't enjoy it. And when you look back on it, you still don't enjoy it. It hasn't like flipped in your mind to be. Okay. Up, but it generates great stories like, oh, the one time we went out to the bar. There's so many stories that start off like this. We thought we were going to have a great time. But then we got in like we got drunk. We got lost in the taxi. And then we drove around for half an hour. And then the bouncer kicked us out of the club. Mm-hmm. So then we ended up wandering around. It was really just like a night wasted. Right. But there's this beautiful story that you can tell about what's happened there. All right, so well. you so you enjoy the story. You you enjoy the story, but you don't enjoy the experience or the like being present in the experience. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that breaks down into like the three types of fun, and I think D and D has those. You can have fun doing mm-hmm. it. You can be in a crappy session, or you can be in a bad session, or whatnot, and you can look back and think this could be a really important character building moment. Or right. that's when I knew I really loved. D&D because I hated sitting at that table. <laughs> right. Right. But I still had fun looking back, looking that, back on that it. group yeah. of goobers, man, I would never play with them again, but I'm so happy that I did because I learned so much from the experience. Right. right. And then of course we get into the type three where I was like, ah, I answered this looking for group ad and blah, blah. I went down for, you know, Wednesday night game night at my mm-hmm. LG at my local game store. And oh, it was bad. It was just bad. I'm never doing that again. I'm always going to vet people before I go meet them or what. Right. And we right. learn that lesson from it. I think, I think D&D really expresses across the three types of fun. And mm-hmm. hopefully you're having more type one. Well, even it's funny. You talk about that at the level of players, but at the level of characters that you also have. Oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. One, two, and three. Oh, it's a little bit better when it's on the characters. When it's level, on the characters. I, I like. yeah. So you're, yeah. and, and this, this, this dichotomy yeah. of fun types. My character is in fun type three. I am in fun, fun type, type one. one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're like, I love this. They're so miserable, right? You're, yeah. you're having a schadenfreude moment, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that can happen. That dissociation of you and what is happening yeah. can totally exist. Yeah. It's so weird, but it's awesome. Yes. It's so cool. Yes. And I think it makes it better than when you're looking back at sessions and you don't agree with the emotional state of your character or you're mm-hmm. not, not that you agree it, but you're not synonymous with it. Right. right. Yeah. You my character, my character hates the party. Thinks you're idiots. Yeah. But I, th- I think this is great. Right. Or I couldn't sleep last night cause I was sick and I was coughing and throwing up and whatnot. I still went to D and D even though I felt like crap. Yeah. It was a great session. My right. character had an awesome time. It was a yeah. great session. I feel terrible. That's going to go down in the books as one of my more pleasurable episodes. Yeah. Right. That can happen too. Mm-hmm. So, so working on the levels of, of you and your, and everybody else around the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And experiencing yeah. those. I think, I think that that's a really interesting thing that this medium accomplishes that an MMO doesn't. Right. I don't know if, right. Many, I can't think of any other medium that does the same sort of thing as well. Mm hmm. Like I was like, maybe a improv games, but no, not quite. Or like maybe a play. No, like I can't think of anything that's like role playing mm-hmm. D and D, right? I mean, like other RP systems, yes, right. But for our purposes, D and D, yes, yeah, right? it, it's so, it's so unique. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, and that that talks about once again when we start talking about how the story is told. Mm-hmm. D, excuse me, D and D can be live play. D&D can be viewed upon, right? Mm-hmm. D&D can be written in a post-by-post format online, mm-hmm. right? D&D can be LARP, yep. right? D&D can be theater of the mind. D&D can be all maps. D&D can be 
a, a cookie cutter's dream, right? Of making all the different forms that you can derive right. from right. it. That really, it makes me question, is there a reason not to? Play D&D. To play D&D. I mean, while you're playing D&D, you're working on, like if we, if we take D&D as the thing, as the activity, and we start mm-hmm. talking about the benefits, yeah. right? You're getting out, you're increasing your, your social IQ, right? And how yep. to deal with people, how yep. to talk, how to communicate. You're getting out, you have to be on time, you have to be presentable, mm-hmm. you have to do all of these things to make sure that you're acceptable to the group, <laughs> right? You're learning creative thinking, you're learning yep. creative analysis, problem you're solving, problem solving. Yep. you're looking, uh, learning teamwork, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're learning all of these really important ideas. Yep. Math. Yep. Quick, quick fire math. It's relatively simple math. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it can become more complicated. Yeah. Right. And the fact that you have to do it and you have to do it on the fly. And it's yeah. always different. It's always changing. And everyone's always in the moment. It's going to help those like quick, quick knee jerk math skills. Mm-hmm. Right. Planning out what you want to do. Right. There's, yeah. there's forethought in there. There's like all of these things are being built and strength. All these skills yeah. are being built and like strengthened with, without thinking that you're doing it. Right. It's, it's, you know, your daily Sudoku yeah. effectively. Yeah. Right. But in, in D and D it's so much more complex. Yes. Like, is there a reason not to I really, th- unless you just don't want to, or unless like your wife is, you know, <laughs> getting in the way. She doesn't want you to, not in my universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But no, but if you can play D&D, if you can play D&D. I think you should play D&D. Yes. Right? Obviously, if you have no time. Right. Or, Real life comes first, right? right? It's hard to schedule. Right. If you're if you're skipping your therapy sessions, all right, mm-hmm. because to play like don't. Right? If you're, if you're skipping like eating, if you're skipping like making like going to work so you can have money to, to live. Yeah, like, sure. Right. Yes. But if you can play D&D, if you don't have a lot of time, you don't have to put in a lot of time. No. Right? No. And you still can get a lot out of it. Yeah. And, and like we said, that's a one shot. Or that's mm-hmm. uh, hey, I'm only good for three months of play once a yeah. week or once every other week. What can we get done in six sessions? Or an hour a day. Right? Or yeah. Like, who doesn't have, have an hour a day? Well, some people don't have an hour a day, I guess. Yeah. But, well, there's right? that, that mindset, there's... right? Like if, if, you, uh, if you have 20 minutes to meditate, mm-hmm. meditate for 20 minutes. Yeah. If you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, meditate for an hour. Right. Right. Like right. making the time and prioritization, you know, we understand life comes first mm-hmm. and that's why talking about scheduling and that's why talking about, you know, what's allowable and who and we're going to counsel is good. But well, and, and these days there's so many ways to play D and D. Yes. That it's almost, you almost have no excuse. Yes. Like if, said, you, if you want to play D and just, I only have my hour between 2am and 3am. Well, I'm going to mm-hmm. play post by post. Yeah, exactly. Probably the right. most fragile version of DD, but I'm going to play post by yep. post because then I can spend an hour reading, catching up, writing right. out a post. Great, perfect, done. Fire I've done my one post yep. a day, fire it off, or one post three times a week, whatever mm-hmm. your, your schedule is. Yeah, and you're still playing DD. Yeah. You're still getting that creative input, that creative yeah. outflow, right? That, yeah. that really satisfies something that I think a lot of people overlook in their life is, is, so. is the arts. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just engaging in that aspect, that entire half hemisphere. I don't know if it's the right or yeah. the left, but one side of your brain is right. Is kind of got it right. <laughs> is, is uh, semi formally dedicated to being a more creative center. Yeah. So yeah, like use it, strengthen it, make yourself better. And it, yeah, I, I think a lot of people get stuck on like, ah, uh, it feels kind of nerdy or whatever, but it's, 
It does. And it, then it, it gets better. It, it does. And then, and then you don't care <laughs> when you start it. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways as worth it as going to the gym, getting exercise or whatever, maybe not the gym, but getting exercise. Like it's, it's, your it's, brain, it's your, a mental. Your brain's a muscle, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right? And unlike uh, physical activity, you can do this for your whole life. You can do this if yes. you're laid up in bed, mm -hmm. whenever, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so, I, like, you, and, and like you said, it helps you in so many different ways. Yes. Right? I want to explore a certain idea. You can. I, can, I can't explore it anywhere else. No. To, to, to the same level as you can in D&D. &D. Yes. Right? So. Yeah. Like, I don't know, even, even darker stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, or stuff that you're highly embarrassing. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So. You, once again, like we said, you're, you're safe to do it, right? Because yeah. you found a group of people who are also interested and respect your opinion, respect yeah. your, your emotions while you're doing this. But, yeah, there's things that you can do in a game. You know, cast a spell. Right, where we start off with, uh, right. I can do a cantrip. Well, then you're miles ahead of real life. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, it allows you to express these things, said, yeah. in a healthy, safe way for you and everybody. I mean, and you're right. It's, it's fun for sure. Mm. Um, and that would be enough, I think. But the great thing about d, &D is that it's so much more. By playing d, &D I think uh, you can become a more well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. And I think the skills that you develop while playing D and D, while in character and out of character, will actually make your life better. Mm -hmm. Like you said, math, problem solving, social skills. Mm -hmm. There's there is now communication. I skills, know like, there's um, kind of boot camps, corporate boot camps, where yeah. they include D and D. Oh, teamwork! Like sure. a simplified version of D and D yeah. just for the office people to go in. Hilarious. As as an experiment, instead of. You know, how do you get across the river? You only have two planks. So yeah. you gotta blah, 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 right? Like, no, you, you guys need to figure out how to talk to the townspeople. How to You're a skeleton. Uh, the lich pulls you into his office and says, <laughs> and asks you the question, so how do you think you performed that last meeting? Uh, well, no bones about it. I think, uh, I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do anything with it, right? And they're definitely liches. And they're definitely liches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. But, yeah, okay, so, so with, with all of this kind of established, I also think that moving forward, D&D &D is going to be the benchmark for a lot of games. A lot of games are going to look like... You think it's going to get to that point? Because I know D&D &D is yeah, going to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, no, I think, I think uh, you know... The, Especially lately. The, the next, like, true World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever, like, hype game you want to call it, the next one of those games that's going to dominate so completely, I, I bet is going to be like an AR VR I'm, augmentation. I've been of saying the, that for so long, but it's, it's true. We're starting to get yeah. to the point where the technology is getting exceptional. Yeah. Right. And simultaneously, depending on what level you're getting to is becoming miniaturized. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't need a room size computer to run this game. Anymore, yeah. Right. I need, my oculus or any of my quest or whatever yeah. it is you know my my vr headset boom i got my little gloves away we go mm -hmm. right i don't need the haptic vest i don't need right. all the other i don't need the motion tracking i don't need the green screens to, to broadcast it out but now i can jump into a, i can literally jump into a game mm -hmm. 
and I can experience that even if it's just an augmented reality layover and there is a DM there and controlling yeah. some stuff. Yeah. It's coming. And, and yeah. I, 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 oh, I, for sure, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary how addictive I bet it's going to be yeah. for the masses. Yeah. Well, like I said, play D&D when you can. Don't sacrifice like <laughs> no. health and friends and no. like <laughs> actually like yes. Yeah, you're gonna get those, those stories of like the Hong Kong game dens, right, where people spend just like die. five days and they just die, and their their credit card finally runs out, so somebody notices, right? That's unfortunately, um, it, it's it's, but it's so good that it can yeah. in, it can interact. So yeah. as a model, I think it will be used going forward mm-hmm. um, to to kind of derive what is that experience that people are looking for. How do we get yeah. to that perfect experience and how do we translate it? It's going to be. Well, it's exciting uh, for, so that's all the more reason to jump into D and D now. Yeah. Right. So when it becomes a even bigger, you're, you're there or you've been there for the forefront for, for it's for the whole time. Right. Yeah. And you're prepared. So oh, it's actually thinking about it. It's so I, I want to be here now. Right now. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, Oh, geez. Hey, we uh, got our noise. Yeah, that means we can finally... We, I, well, I get to go back to my game uh, and finish dealing damage to can your wife. You not, mm. Can we not talk about that? It is fun. <laughs> it is fun. It I is wish fun. I could play it more. But, you know, let us, let us know, I think, what's, what's our question of the day? This, this our question of the week. Oh, what do you love about D and D? Yeah, that's what I want to know because we talked about it for like an hour here. Yeah, well, why we love it. I want to know why you guys love it because um, I'm sure you guys love it for different reasons. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm I approach D and D with a certain sort of motivation, a certain set of things that I really enjoy about D and D. But I'm sure that there are people out there that you enjoy D and D for completely different reasons. And I'm actually interested in to to, to figure finding out what that is. Yeah, and if, yeah. If, not, if not your favorite or the thing that you love about D&D is the system, tell us about your favorite character or your favorite campaign uh, or your favorite... But that favorite like, thing that happened the that thing was that happened, epic. That experience that you yeah. happened that you shared with the group or you accomplished in spite of what the group said you could do yeah. or what, whatever it was. Tell us about that moment that you fell in love. Oh, you know what I want to know? I want to know exactly that is what the moment that you knew that you loved D&D. Like what was what happened in that moment? Uh, they were like, "Oh, geez, I this is awesome. I'll mm-hmm. do this forever." Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, yeah. Any off the top of your head that you've got? Oh, okay. While you're thinking, yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we just just quickly, right? We had both finally had the chance to be players. As mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a forever DM esque, yeah. And in in approaching a castle that we needed to gain access <laughs> to, he knows immediately. In, in, in approaching it. Uh, in second edition, Sean was playing a psionic. And so as we, <laughs> as we came up to the gate guard, who was up on the parapet wall, you know, a, a few rolls and a mind domination turned yeah. this, this unruly, really surly, rude gatekeeper who was just set on sending us away into finding a, a VIP guest list that was like scrawled on some like toilet paper yeah. or something and, and finding that our PC names were on the VIP guest list. And he was confused as, as, as all get out, but he opened the gate for us and <laughs> let us in. And we, we avoided much to the DM's chagrin at this point. <laughs> we, we avoided all of the encounters, all of the sneaking around, uh, everything as the gatekeeper took us 
saying like, oh no, this is the Lord's very important people. <laughs> they're on the guest list. They're on the guest list. Like, don't. And he took us right to the Lord's chamber. And in which a hilarious battle ensued because we hadn't used up all of our resources fighting our way to the Lord. And, <laughs> and so that final kind of big boss encounter was just a, a farcical encounter at that yeah. point. It, it went, it went off the rails hard because the DM, I think it was on the, a bit on the back foot, but it was, it was yeah. more about just the, the experience of we're on the guest list. There's no guest list. <laughs> yeah. There's a the guest, guest list. list. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite moment is when we were just doing, we're just DMing, DMing for each other. Yes. Because the rest of the group got busy and they, yes. And our two characters went to an inn and one of us just said, uh, I hope this is not the place that serves dog. And then that became a thing. Like we just ran with it. it just, yes. From that one little whimsical comment. Mm-hmm. Now these two characters are like, oh, there's a place that we went to that, that served, served dog. dog. Yes. And we hate it. Yes. And now the two characters always check if the restaurants serve dog. Yes. And so for meat. Yeah. Right. And, and it was an off the cuff creation. Yeah. Right? That we just both leaned in on and said, yes, that means that there was a point in our yeah. history where we had dog and we're never doing that again. <laughs> right. And the fact that uh, so much value and fun came out of nothing mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. I'm like, if you could do, if you, what if you could do this all the time? Yeah. And you can. Indeed. Yes, you can. And that, that was like, this is it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll do this. I want to do this forever. Like, awesome. Big smile on my face. Yeah. Right. Cause it. you remember. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yes. So tell us about yours. Um, and, you know, hopefully we're going to love reading them. Yes. I know I'm going to love reading them. Uh, and then maybe we can, we can feature some. Oh, yeah. Really special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So another one of my favorite moments in D&D yeah. is when you out there watching, like and subscribe <laughs> to yes. this video yes. uh, or, or podcast. Yes. Uh, it, it's probably one of my top moments in D&D. Yo, it, it is. It's really awesome for us to get out and express these things to you and we, we really enjoy it. We really do enjoy it. This is the yep. next the next level, next iteration. It's our next high. Yep. Next D&D high. Yep. So <laughs> give me more. Please, uh, please join us in this uh, in this journey. And yep. We'll be more than happy to have you along. Absolutely. And as always, this has been Caffeine and Cantrips. Mm-hmm. I'm Sean. And I'm Byron. And uh, we hope you come and join us the next time. Or else. Cool. What the fuck? No. Through exploration of the three pillars, then we can go forward. Yeah. And we can really push into these. Jeez. Can we kill it? Yeah. Well, what if it's another version of like you or me? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love D&D. I love D&D so much.